Welcome to From Here to There, a podcast about exploring what it takes to face personal and professional transformation from the inside out. Each week we'll be talking to real people creating real changes in their lives and focus in on the decision to create that change, how they went about it, including any obstacles they may have faced. Then we'll cap it off with some really inspiring and truly impactful results you need to hear about. We're about to get real with the human problems we all face and some pretty unique ways these people have tackled them. Tune in weekly and let's get to those great stories on how we do life and move from here to there. Now, here's your host, Jesse Galvin-Reed, executive coach with H2H Coaching and all about creating that authentic human-to-human connection. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of From Here to There, where we examine what it takes to face personal and professional transformation from the inside out. Thank you and welcome to our guest today. We've got Sarah and Alex Dumas. Thank you. Um, Sarah and Alex are both founders. Uh, They're also married, if you didn't get that by the name. They're parents to two wonderful kids. They've got dogs. Uh, They have been married over 10 years and in that time have experienced building several businesses. They're committed to serving married couples, improving their communication and create meaningful, intimate connections and focus on making their relationships a priority. So if you're not podcasting or supporting other families, what are you guys up to? <laughs> um, well, so I guess that's what we like to do for fun, really, right? Uh, I would say hiking or doing some kind of outdoor activity, especially now that it's warmer out. So Yeah, hanging out with the kids, dancing yeah. around, playing games, you know, every now and then watching some movies. You know, we love to – I'm a big movie buff, so that's, you know, kind of our thing. And we just – yeah. I like to relax, just chill out. Weekly date nights is yeah. a big thing. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. nice. Modeling that one. That's a good one, too. And you guys are coming out with like a new program. This is how I met you, Alex, too. And you guys are going to be, we'll put the links in, in the bottom there and all that kind of good stuff, too. But I guess tell me a little bit about how you guys met and maybe where you are. You have such an interesting, beautiful story. Um, And then we were just sort of touched upon the MySpace and we made a little joke about that. But like, that's how actually some people did meet back in the day. So why don't you kind of tell a little bit about who you were back then and and your journey to where you are right now? Yeah, we we were those people. We met on MySpace. (laughs) Uh, Sarah was a mutual friend of mine and um, I came across her profile and you know gentlemen out there there's hope for you um because (laughs) for me the I did everything wrong I went into her dms as they call it as the kids say it now and I literally typed what up nice pics it but won we, you a life. <laughs> she responded back. She answered back. And, um, you know, that kind of goes into our story. She'll tell a little bit more about that, about where we were coming from at that point in time. But we connected on MySpace and AOL. We got each other's buddy list. So this is really dating ourselves. <laughs> to and then, AIM. To AIM. Yeah, and you're AOL right. AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah, AOL yeah. Instant Messenger. And then uh, we eventually <laughs> uh, met. We lived 
basically in the same town, but okay, okay, good. And we wound up going out for a couple of times, and eventually, early two thousand six in January, it was she was mine and I was hers. But she'll <laughs> tell you a little bit more about kind of the backstory of like how we, what led us to combining and you know and uh, getting together where we were at that point in time. So Yeah, so first of all, I tell Alex that he was very lucky that I even responded to his message because at that time I was like sworn off of guys and I was like, I don't know what made me respond to him, but I was just like I was like, okay, I it's guess like we can talk. And that was <laughs> charming. Does the does the charm come over and does it actually deliver in the DM? Like did did you read it in there at all? It was I, all lowercase. No, it must <laughs> I didn't scream at it like, what up? Nice pics. <laughs> I was like, what and, up? and just what? to be clear, it was not what up. It was what up. Like W H A D D U P. That was an Completely. It was W A D D U P. Oh, whatever. What up? There was no H. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot. It's been like 14 years. I can't remember exactly how you typed it. But anyway, I, um, <laughs> at the time that we met, I had just got out of um, an abusive relationship. So I was, um, I am a domestic violence and rape survivor. And so I just got out of a really hard relationship. And I also lost a baby like a month before I had a miscarriage a month before. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's a hard one to sort of work into being open enough to respond to what up nice pics, right? Right. Exactly. This is why I'm <laughs> saying I was like he was super lucky that he even got an answer because (laughs) after all of that I was like I was just at this space where I had like just kind of ended that relationship and um I was like because of everything that I went through in that relationship I was just like oh forget men like I'm just like I can't like whatever and that's why I'm like I don't know why I responded to you but I did something told me to I guess because like here, here we are. So, <laughs> well, thank goodness so. you did, because yes, here you both are, which is an amazing feat already. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and wh- where yeah. were you at when you, you know, decided to hit up this lovely lady with that stunning line? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was in a interesting place of um, just really being a loser. I was in my <laughs> senior year in college and really didn't have anything going for me. I was working a part-time job. I was really uh, messing up with using and abusing drugs, really just feeling depressed low. And, you know, that was my thing. I was creeping around on MySpace, just trying to <laughs> hit up all girls, you know, and that's somehow, some way, like our paths cross and, you know, it was the best thing that happened for us, but I was definitely in a space where I was just like, I'm a loser. I'm, I got nothing going on. I'm like, I, can't really talk to people in real life or go on dates. You know, it's just, I was just weird. So (laughs) I think your twenties is an extension of your teens anyways. Right. And it's just awkward. It is just awkward. You're still trying to figure anything out. You just got a heck of a lot more responsibility and bills at that point. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So, look, you, you guys met. It turned out to be quite successful, I'm taking it, because you guys are still sitting in the same room and you're sharing the last name, which is great. <laughs> and, and now you've got some you've got some businesses. So, I mean, 
working together, and I know I, I mentioned I tried to to do some work with my husband too, and it takes a lot to be able to. I mean, like you guys started from pretty humble beginnings and and had some challenges to kind of work through. And and I know that, you know, you don't just jump into entrepreneurship all the time, but what was the pull for you given, you know, where you've been in your in your history and the commitments that you've made with each other? Like, what does that really look like? Um, so for me, I I was probably the one to start like I kind of I would say I kind of pulled him into the entrepreneurial life because I started in MLM when I was 18. We met when I was 18, first of all. And then like, I, I think maybe I started in MLM when I was 19, 19, maybe it was about a year, whatever. I started actually, I started off doing passion parties, if you know what that is. Oh, I do. I do. I do. Hello. (laughs) That'll get you talking and kind of exercise, like speaking about things really quickly. (laughs) Yeah. So that was my first MLM business. Um, And then um, it just kind of like progressed for me um, with different things. And, and then, so I was, he was always seeing me, you know, he's very supportive with that and everything. And he was um, going to different conferences with me and kind of getting into like the personal development side of things. Um, I want to say that you were actually, he was actually probably the first one to actually pick up like a personal development book and like kind of bring it home or whatever. But, um, but we were just kind of both getting exposed to that life and that, that mindset. Um, and then that led him into going on his own, um, journey. So basically we were running different businesses, like we each had our own thing going on basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And just trying to support each other um, through that. In the meantime, you know, throw in the mix, having kids also. So obviously um, trying to balance that out and and make sure that we're supporting each other with like, you know, hey, you got the kids tonight because I got to go to a meeting or whatever it was. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's kind of how how quickly did you guys have kids? Like when, when was your first one born? Um, my daughter was born when I was, was I 23? 23, yeah, right? 23. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we've been okay. married 10 years yeah. and she's 10 now. I mean, and just for people to know, it wasn't a shotgun when we had, yeah, the no. <laughs> you had plans. <laughs> we, had, we were planning our wedding for a year and a half. We yeah. had a whole big neat thing. Literally, uh, three weeks before the wedding, four weeks before the wedding, I found out I was pregnant and I was like, that, that would be me too. (laughs) (laughs) See, I had, I made sure we had top shelf liquor, open bar, all these things. I planned (laughs) on enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And then I had to drink ginger ale the whole time. So I was like, (laughs) I feel you. (laughs) I, I, feel you. I feel you on that. Mine was at an all-inclusive resort for a week and I had to try and hide it from everybody for a few days. <laughs> I feel you, man. I, I, yeah, absolutely. That was, that was my, my first wedding and uh, yeah, definitely very memorable for me in that aspect. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have worked through and, and just one quick question, Alex, do you remember what book that was that caught your eye that, that, kind of started your journey do you remember what that was one comes to mind i don't know if it was that exact one it was um 
this book by Larry Winkett, like you're broke because you want to be. Yeah, I think that was the book actually. Yeah, that sounds familiar. So what what kind of interested you about like even picking something like that up at it at that time? You know, I think it was just, you know, from our challenges, you know, us being young, I mean, you know, once a year after we, you know, we met, we got together, we moved out on our own. So that comes with its own challenges and just, you know, being in your twenties and not really having high paying careers and kind of scrambling by. I mean, we tell this story a lot about how we used to live at Dollar Tree, basically eating ramen noodles and dollar meals like, and cereal we literally we literally did our food shopping at dollar tree yeah. that's like all we could afford like 30 dollars yeah. a week was like our had to last for the both of us yeah. it was like it was yeah, definitely yeah, a we struggle were, we were like eating cereal like for all the time all day because <laughs> yeah. like cereal's dirt cheap you yeah. know so and that, right i'm pretty sure that book might have been in the in the store because you know they would just have like the little books Sections. Actually, I want to say that book was at BJ's. I remember. Possibly, yeah. yeah. I remember BJ's. Yeah. So yeah. it's either BJ's or Dollar Tree, whatever. Yeah. But it just, I don't know, for some reason it just hit me. And I was like, all right, let me pick it up. Let me read it. And okay. that just kind of started the journey. And what kind of Sarah alluded to earlier with um, me in the financial services realm mm-hmm. kind of goes to another story of our challenges and actually wound, wound winding up being. Uh, one of the best things for us because um, this is 2015, 2016, where, um, you know, in a matter of months, you know, we had our son, he was born a few days after that, my mom had passed a few months later, I was let go from a job that I really, really loved, you know, great coworkers, all this stuff. And I decided, hey, let me go at this full time. Let me, you know, try to build this financial business you know, try to recruit people, build up sales agents, train them. And I fell on my face. I, I failed. You know, I just, I messed up. I couldn't, I couldn't get done what I need to get done. That caused a lot of tension with us, a lot of pressure, a lot of, uh, you know, just anxiety on her side. Like, no money's coming in. What are we going to do? We got this baby, blah, 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 get a job. <laughs> and I was resistant for a while, but finding that job actually led me into coaching and professional speaking world because I was selling merchant accounts for these types of businesses. And I would go to conferences. I would get to mingle with all sorts of high powered coaches and entrepreneurs. And it really opened my eyes like, wow, this is something really amazing. And all the personal development we were doing, all the, um, you know, we were buying courses, we were uh, investing in ourselves, you know, even at the start, we always invest. Mm. That's something that was huge for us. And that was just a gradual transition. You know, that was 2016, 2017. And we just kept going with it and just kept on learning more, kept on absorbing more, applying more. And um, yeah, so I know we kind of went off on a different direction there, but I just, I, I think it's important to kind of see that part of the story because so people out there realize like, oh, this isn't just magical. It just happened. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of bumps and bruises along the road and we're still going to experience bumps and bruises as we build and grow. So it's a constant process. Yeah, I know. Just hearing your guys' story and the ups are up and the the downs are really down, right? So in, in terms of taking the big risks of in a really hard year too, like 
that's a that's a huge year to be undertaking a business and starting this and and putting yourself out there. So when you were in that year of taking all of this on for yourself, what did you really walk away with learning about yourself and your family? Yeah, that it, it was an interesting year because I I walked away honestly with a lot of shame, a lot of guilt about, oh, I couldn't make this happen. I failed as a dad. I failed as a husband. And I really internalized that. I really, like, that kind of paralyzed me for a while. But looking back, it was really the best thing for me because I can look at that now and saying, that wasn't really my true passion. That wasn't something I was really gung-ho about. It was more of, like, I got nothing else, so I, I got to hold on to it. And it's really more of a, a scarcity <laughs> mindset versus what we're building now with this coaching business is, like, you know, our company's abundance daily and there's abundance for everybody. There's more than enough for all of us. It doesn't have to be, oh, this is my person. And that's kind of what um, my experience in that company was with, I have to get this person. I can't share. I can't mm-hmm. ask for help. But this is all mine. I have to consume it all and not really ask for help. And and know, also just speaking to the in in that same experience, there was um, people stealing clients from each other, basically, right. and so right. there was it was a lot of that kind of like that masculine energy of kind of like the hustle mentality of the almost like the car salesman type of approach, where it's like, oh, whatever, like you know, take as much as you can and yeah, like be pushy, really yeah. aggressive, and that's just not my style. I'm a Calm. I mean, yeah, I'm a calm person. I'm pretty laid back. Yeah. So how did, how did you manage to, I guess, or I guess you didn't really manage to make that work for you and try and, and thrive in that hustle type aggressive and just eat or beaten kind of world out there. And I know I've worked in that type of industry a few times too, and you, there's a cost to it, I think. And it's not just to me, but it's the people in and around me as well. There's a bit of a negative vibe that I just, it's hard to shake for me. I don't know about you guys, but that one, it was a, it's a big one. That's a hard one to work over. So as far as like your, your relationship too, and, and how this is sort of, I guess, stacked up to sort of see where you are today and, and helping couples work through and we're kind of working now through and sort of finding what you guys are on separate paths and, and finding like the big differences and, you know, like what made the big difference to really jump and do this together? So it really started with, um, he did kind of a spinoff of the financial service thing where he was like trying to, um, get away from bringing clients into the office or doing the, um, kitchen, table. kitchen table presentation type of things. So he was trying to transition it more to an online space. Like he was doing, he was providing a lot of free trainings on Facebook and things like that, trying to connect with people that way. And then it just kind of, that like really was beneficial. Um, a lot of people were interested. A lot of people were getting help that way. And then it just, it was like, it, it just kind of almost naturally transitioned into the coaching side of that because he, um, well, I should probably let you like kind of say that, but I think basically what happened was we had that conversation of, well, you're enjoying this so much. What are you enjoying? 
And Mm -hmm. he wasn't necessarily enjoying what he was teaching people, but just the fact that he was teaching and helping people. So it was just a different energy to it. Like not feeling constrained by you have to follow these rules and these guidelines. It was something more of, I can create it. I can do not to say whatever I want, but I can kind of do whatever I want, you know, within, you know, ethical, uh, guidelines. And then, um, you know, I, I was doing little Facebook lives for, for a while. Then I started transitioning to doing short little, what I call ADD videos, Abundance Dominance Daily. It was just like one minute, two minute videos of just personal development. And, and it got, it really started, yeah, and motivational stuff. Just really started to shift away from, this is how you save taxes. This is how you save your taxes. And it was more about mindset. It was more about showing up mm-hmm. your best self. And I, I couldn't really pinpoint a specific time. It was just, it was just a gradual transition. And then, you know, eventually it was just more of us having that conversation, more her helping me out more and us kind of thinking, well, why don't we just do this together? Well, also <laughs> I was kind of going through the same thing Yeah, with true. my, with my own thing. Um, I was mm-hmm. going more into at that time I was like, well, I mean, I'm still kind of big into it, but I was learning about manifestation and law of attraction, all these things, and like really getting an interest in that. And so I started talking about that. And so he's talking about the motivational stuff. I'm talking about manifestation. And then it's like, and then like he said, like, it just kind of was like, okay, well, how can we combine this and like work, like combine forces type of a thing um, instead of just like supporting each other? And so we just decided to like, all right, we're going to start with business coaching. Cause it was like, what do we know that like, is kind of like no brainer. We know the, um, like the ins and outs of, and we can lead somebody with, because we had been leaders in different capacities over the past like 10 years. So, um, so that's what it started off with. Um, and we were doing that for about a year or so, maybe a little bit longer. Um, and then, um, I'm big into following, like for me, I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I literally like, I, I'm a great multitasker. I have many interests. And for that, like, I can't, when I try to put myself in a box of only doing one thing, I feel like. I almost shut down because it's like, well, today I'm not interested in talking about that. So if I have to talk about that one thing, then I'm just not going to talk about anything. And so, so we kind of just like, I'm big into um, teaching people how to let things flow. And if you have an idea or you feel yourself being pulled in more of another direction to let your, let the fluidity of your business lead you there and try and not, try to stop it. Um, so with that being said, that's how we kind of got pulled into the helping married entrepreneurs, because it was just another thought of like, our the way that our marriage has evolved and we've always worked as a team. And that's been something that people have always called out where they're like, Oh my gosh, you have a great marriage. Like, how do you do that? Like, you're so lucky. You know, people always go to the, like the luck thing. Like they think it, this just happens by magic. And yeah, I don't think 10 years is, is luck. I think there's a lot of work and a lot of like recommitting and, and making choices yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you guys believe is a bit of the secret in behind your success? I guess with given every place that we've gone in this short conversation of 23 minutes already, you know, like what are your, what are your concrete beliefs about what 
marriage is for you two? So I would say number one, like you said, is the commitment side, like, and truly the commitment, because it's one thing, like, I feel like, um, it's easy or, or there's like this misconception that like your commitment is just when you say your vows and then like, you can go on and just like, whatever, you know, it, I feel like there's a lot of, um, that kind of mindset where people forget that it's an everyday choice to like recommit yourself to your marriage and to your spouse. Um, so having that true commitment to them and, and the communication is huge. Um, being able to receive communication and also give it and, and not be scared. And maybe, um, if somebody feels like they're like, well, I can't talk to my spouse like that or whatever, like it all starts somewhere. It started with us, with one of us, I don't even remember who at this point, but basically somebody getting frustrated and it's like, okay, we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about this and we're going to figure out like, how can this change? Cause this can't continue type of a thing. You know, you get to that point where you're frustrated and just having, and not to have a conversation necessarily when you're in the frustrated state, but just having the willingness to sit down with your spouse and saying, listen, you know, there's some things I, I really um, want to talk about and seeing if they're open to that. And if they're not maybe trying, you know, like another time, but the point is, having that conversation instead of letting your frustrations build up and then just, you know, kind of, um, uh, passing them off or, or shooing them under the rug or trying not to like get frustrated. Um, so discussing anything bothering. Yeah. Bringing up what's bothering. So you've got commitment, you've got communication. Yeah. What else um, you guys did? You know, and just, you know, from what, one of our teaching points, you know, she mentioned about working together as a team and we had that as an acronym and I'll just share one of the points of it, the T part, which is truth. And I think that's something that um, couples tend to get away from, from time to time. And what I mean by that truth is really focusing on what's really true about your spouse. Why'd you fall in love with them? What, what are their strengths? What is really great about them? And it's not um, in the, not thinking about it like in a fairy woo-woo way, like, oh, nothing's wrong with them. There's no problems. <laughs> There's everything that was perfect. I mean, that's not actually true, but you need to see what's true about them, what's beneath the surface. You know, if Sarah is upset about something like, you know, just for example, like earlier, we got a little bit of button heads about our calendars and she was like, what do I need to be on? What do I need to be a part of? And she wasn't necessarily upset about the calendar itself. It was just about me communicating, okay, this is what you need to be on. This is what mm-hmm. I need you for, or I don't need you for. And so that it can free up her space, her mind of, okay, now I know I can be here from seven to eight or eight to nine, whatever it may be, and not have to, you know, kind of check in like, okay, do I need to be on this? Like it, it adds anxiety to her and it's unnecessary. It's something I can just put simply, Hey, you need to be on this or not, you know? And if we didn't have that, that discussion, I wouldn't have had that you know, realization. So really just getting down to the truth. What's the real issue? What's the real attention here? And most people are scared to kind of address the elephant in the room. And sometimes you just got to be fearless, go for it, speak on it. And it's over. 
It's not something that's going to linger on for days. If we didn't have the discussion, you know, if we were in a different type of couple, different mindset, it might be something like, you know, today is a recording. It's a Tuesday. It might be Saturday. Like, you know, that calendar thing was really stupid of you. Or, you know, it's like, you're bringing that up? Like, that's, that's five days ago. Like, what are we talking about? So it's just having that courage to kind of squash things out and also do it in a constructive way where you're both, um, you're working together on it. It's not, you're a bad spouse. I suck. It's okay. How can we make this better? And that's the truth. Mic drop if I have. Okay. So do you guys have agreements on how to bring up tender topics by chance? So we do, um, we do run our clients through certain things. So like one thing that we have is um, we have a, a contract that um, people can write up. So I'll bring, and we just provide like a template. So it's not anything fancy, but basically you can write up whatever you want in that contract for your agreements. And you guys, it's something that you both can sign off on. Um, as far as like having tough conversations when you don't have, um, that kind of dynamic set up in your relationship yet, I would, what I recommend. I'm, I'm talking about you guys. What kind of agreements do you guys have? Oh, oh, oh I'm, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you were... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think. So like for us, we have it. Hold on, you caught me off guard there. So like, I have to think about it a little bit because like ours we are so ingrained in our routine at this point that it's yeah. like one of those things we have to kind of like step back and be like, okay, what are we, but peel the layers back. Let's just peel the layers <laughs> back here. Just see what's going on. Yeah. We um, like, for example, we split up our, we split up chores, like the garbage and the dishes are basically Alex yeah. cleaning up the kitchen is usually me. Um, vacuuming is kind of like a toss up between yeah. either one of us or our daughter. Cause she helps out with yours too. Um, I mean, yeah. And then yeah. from a business perspective too, one thing that we have implemented is like our zone of genius um, type of thing. So Alex is the sales guy. I'm the financial, I am an accountant by trade. Um, I have my master's degree in accounting. So like I am very much the analytical brain. He is very much the creative, the, the sales talk brain. I'm very much like a, if I get on a call with somebody, I'm like, okay, so do you want me to help you or not? Cause like, are we doing this? You know, like I'm very to the point. I mean, keep that left brain open. Just keep that left brain open. Yeah. Whereas Alex is more like the, you know, he can go through the sales talks and you know, whatever he he's, we are complete opposites in He's that. He's about building rapport and, yeah. and I'm, I'm like, gotcha. I'm okay. I'm just very straight to the point. I'm like, we gonna do this or are we gonna? But um, so in that, yeah, that's that's great. With that in our business, we yeah. just bring that a lot. Like you know, if I am, let's say I'm like messaging a client back or whatever, and I'm like. I'm trying to get my point across, but sometimes I know I can come off blunt. So I'll have him kind of like read it and be like, is this too blunt? Like, you know, how can I dial this back or whatever? So we just kind of use that. And then the same thing, like with, um, any kind of financial yeah, things any or, like pricing things. I'm like, Hey, does it make sense? Yeah. Like, you know, we're doing this amount of work, blah, blah, blah. Like, how does this look? Or what do you think about this? You know? So it's about us, um, 
we were kind of ping ponging up each other because I don't have all the answers. She doesn't have all the answers. And it's always great to have like that second set of eyes. Like if I'm writing up an email or writing up, uh, working on some copy or something like that, I'm like, Hey, can you just take, take a look at this? I know this is not your strongest suit, but like there might be something that you catch that I'm like, Oh, duh. See, what's funny about you saying that was Thanks. I was just going to say when you mentioned the copy, sometimes mm-hmm. he's way too soft. And I'm like, hold on, you need to pull the Get to that point and make it solid. Yeah. Go home. Ask for the business. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah well, that's us. That's how I'm going. <laughs> yeah. That's that that's super cool because I know like it, it coaching in its in itself is a lot of entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, right? So it's it's great to see that you guys can can identify your areas of strength and interest, it sounds like, for the better part, right? And really lean in and flex, but also have those agreements where they kind of cross over as well. Cause I know that with my husband too, I'll I'll be I'll ask him just put a set of eyes on on an email when I'm sending out for the professionals. It's he he deals with content. So he's a word master of his own right and sells them. So I was like, well, you just be my second set of eyes. Is this like dialed up to, to edited or do I need to put more in or, you know, like, and he kind of, we play a little bit about the tone and talk about it, but it's so helpful to have that bouncing back and forth. So how do you, how do you manage with all the, the, the kids and the schedules when everything is like running full swing? We're in summer right now. I don't know. If, I think you guys are just dialing it up down there with getting like back to school and such like that right yeah. now. Yeah. And we're homeschooling this year. So that takes the whole like. Wow. Super brave parents. Wow. You get an extra snap for that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so taking on not only just everything but you got homeschooling on top of this as well how how do you make that work and still like each other um the big thing is priority for the calendar so one thing that we do and we always recommend um for others to do as well is family time date nights all that stuff homeschool all goes on the calendar first and then business goes around it so our our business is around our life, not our life around our business. Um, and then for, you know, obviously we, though we do business together, we also do kind of a little separate things. Like I, I offer people things that are not, um, part of just the business and marriage coaching that we provide. So, Um, we do have different client calls also. So that's another dynamic where we just, and that's where he was talking about the calendar earlier because we put everything on the same calendar and he, or he'll tag me, he'll add me to things. So I know he has something going on. Um, Mm -hmm. so that just helps us. And I'll do the same. If I have something, I put him on it. So he sees that I have something during that time, because then it's like, if I have something at 4 PM, to five to 5 p.m. then he knows he has to be available to keep an eye on the kids or whatever um and then vice versa obviously so uh do you guys meal plan too because you guys sort of maybe, yeah yeah you come around, yeah, yeah you're definitely meal yeah. planners too <laughs> yeah. usually like barbecue and grill up like all the stuff we're gonna have chicken yeah. yeah we'll do like we'll barbecue well i crock pot chicken he grills chicken so yeah we'll make a, a, a bunch of meat, whatever, and have that in the fridge for the week. And then like, 
if we do like rice or whatever, you know, we'll make sure that the sides are prepared. So yeah, yeah we definitely do because cooking dinner or cooking meals all the time would yeah. not fly at all. <laughs> it's just from one of the. Yeah, no, I, I love that. Yeah. It, because I know how we get, and it's like, what do you want to do for dinner? Is like the least favorite question I think I have. <laughs> yeah, it's like sometimes, like I don't care. I just can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, you've got so many interesting things that you've pulled together from your past and and worked through together and made some solid commitments with each other. And you've had separate lives that have now kind of merged and run parallel. So not only are you running like a business parallel with each other, but running your household parallel with each other. What are some, I guess, other tips you can give other people that potentially cohabitate with their spouse in, in tight quarters, especially right now that might have things going on where you might have separate careers, but you're working from home kind of thing, or maybe they do work together uh, and trying to run a, a household. What would say your, your top few tips that you could give off right now? Yeah, I would say um, probably number one, it's, it's kind of tying in with communication, but really just being clear on what has to happen and what's going on. And you know, that could boil down to, a calendar thing of, hey, there's a doctor's appointment today. You need to be ready. So make sure you block off anything on, uh, you know, your scheduling links so that you're not available. And um, also just being flexible too, because even though things are set in stone, you know, there might be a time where a call of mine is running over. It was supposed to be 60 minutes. It might be 90 minutes. So just being able to give each other that space and flexibility of not like, oh, you know, getting mad and frustrated about that because your energy is going to spill over to them and it's not, it's going to poison what's going on for them. It, it, you know, if I'm mad about something and Sarah kind of feels that, then what she, what, what is she going to bring to her call or if she's doing a Facebook live or something like that? So it's just being open with oh. each other and being flexible. We just had you break up there. So maybe you want to back up with that good advice. Just a couple seconds there. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. What was the last thing you heard? Um, So it kind of got a little crackly, but if you start to come back around to there was the the communication is key there. Okay. Yeah. And talking about the schedule. Yeah. Just um, making sure that we're really clear on our schedules and and being flexible. Just knowing that, hey, if I have a call that's... Mm -hmm. I have an hour blocked off, but it may run over for 15 minutes, 30 minutes and not having that energy of, oh, you said, you know, and you don't want to do that consistently. You don't want to like, you know, you want to be um, respectful of your spouse's time. But if something happens to go over, not carrying that energy over where if that happens for her, I get mad about something and then it's going to poison her, her mood. And she's not going to be able to serve that client or serve her community the right way. Hope that makes sense. Mm, sounds like you give each other grace and and some compassion towards like yeah. you know it happens happens right? yeah. kind of flow keeping your own flow yeah that's cool. one thing I'll, what else one thing I'll add to that too is like because you mentioned like even in the tight quarters and you know with everything going on like people might not be able to get out the house and so they're just a little more on edge than usual so mm-hmm. and going back to communication too <laughs> is 
being able to communicate with, to your spouse, like, Hey, like I need a half hour. Like, can I just go like take a bath? And like, I just need to relax or whatever. So you're like communicating that like you're frustrated and you just need some separate time, um, whether it's away from the kids or away from them or whatever, but just you need some peace and quiet. Um, And that's really helpful because like there's times where like for me, like I'm one of those people, like when I get overwhelmed, my anxiety just like, I'm like, ah, and like it literally just comes out where if I'm like trying to do a million things and then somebody's like saying something else to me, it's like, oh, it just like pushes me over the edge. And so like, I'll be like, can you just do that? Cause I'm in the middle of this, you know, and I have to communicate that. Or sometimes he'll even just pick up on like my cues and he's like, okay, leave mommy alone right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Mommy's busy. <laughs> She's talking a little faster than normal. We better leave her down. <laughs> gotcha. So it's good to know those cues about each other and, and kind of have, I guess, like some, some pre-arrangements. So I, what it sounds like is, is, if you're not able to articulate because you're in your stuff, that at least you have some prearranged kind of um, idea. And, and, you know, like when you see me do this, it'd be really helpful if you stepped in and say, you know, did something for me. Because I know that a part of my, you know, love language or whatever I require from my husband is that the kindest thing that he could do for me rather than give me a gift is do something that is like an unpreferred task for me, help me jump in and, and help out in that regard. It would be so much more appreciated. And we've, we've talked about like how to support each other. And when things are going tough, what do I need? Like sometimes I need to have like a couple of minutes just to calm down. I can't keep talking. I need to like calm down first and then circle back. If I've had enough, um, I've, I'm really at a limit. I don't have that ability to be with what's happening anymore, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I totally hear you on, on those agreements and getting them all done while things are in a good spot and not the bad spot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, You've also, you've mentioned that you've got um, this whole team as an acronym. So you guys are starting up a, a couple's um, coaching program. Why don't we speak quickly just a little bit that before we wrap up? Yeah. So that's coming up in September. We were kind yeah, of that's, um, talking yeah, about we're it. Ready yeah, to uh, launch this really, really soon. It's going to be roommates to romance, and it's going to be geared toward your you know, quote unquote, workaholic entrepreneur that's married. And we want to really accelerate that process of reconnecting with your spouse and your family and making sure that we help you create a flexible and sustainable schedule and system that works for you, that aligns with your family values and also your work priorities. Because we understand business has to get done. We understand that your career is important. We understand that you got to bring home the bacon, but as you're leading, as you're going, as you're running and you're, you're in this, hopefully not in this hustle mode, don't forget about the people that you're doing it for. And they need you too. They need your time. They need you to um, create that space for them and make sure that they're a part of your life. Like Sarah said, design your life first and then the business will fall into place. So that's, um, Mm. that's what we're going to, you know, that's what we're creating for people to not feel like, 
oh, we're just roommates again. We want to get you romantic again. We want to create that spark, that intimate passion and that connection that you have. And that you, you know, the reason why you fell in love with your first, with your spouse in the first place. So we're going to be uh, releasing that very, very soon. Oh, well, everybody can head on over to AbundanceDaily.com to keep tabs on that and and um, follow them on, I guess, on Facebook too. And, and uh, you don't have a MySpace still, do you? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> the origins of social media, but no. <laughs> <laughs> the two original daters from from social media. You guys were really cutting edge, and you had no idea, did you? <laughs> Back then, it was just Tom. He was our only friend, and then yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I can't thank you enough for for taking me through like your 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 journey, your struggles, your your wins, you know, and and the beautiful work that you do because I do think it's so important. I think that we can get lost in the the minutia of the day to day and and the things that are really important to us can be overlooked in a nanosecond when that busyness sets in and that purpose sets in, right? And you just get busy with the the deals and lost in the art of the the business. And thanks for modeling what you guys put out to the world too. Cause I think that is, that is probably the best part right there too, is living what you preach is so important. I know that's for me, integrity is, is a huge one. So I appreciate that. And when I see it and I love uh, hearing your story and I just want to say thank you for putting all that goodness out in the world. We need people like you keep on going. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> So much appreciate. So again, everybody, this is uh, uh, Sarah and Alex Dumas, and you can find them again at AbundanceDaily.com, and all that good information will be on there. And thank you for tuning in. And any last words for you guys? Um, well, if anybody wants to connect with me, on, um, I'm active on Instagram too, so you can look me up, the real Sarah Dumas. And where do you want? Um, do anybody connect with you? Yeah, if anyone wants to connect with me, just team at abundancedaily.com and oh, yeah. for your listeners we want to extend this um special invitation for that roommates to romance program you know we want to have some founding members of that community so we'll uh release a nice little discount for some folks and a nice special pricing for Ooh. them so Ooh, that's uh, salacious i yeah. like that thank you thank you wow Definitely. We'll make sure that all those links are available to anybody who's interested. And please take advantage of these things. They support you and the life that you're looking to create. So again, thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Alex. And uh, we'll catch up soon. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. grateful for you. <laughs> take care. Thanks for tuning in to another episode on From Here to There with your host, Jesse Galvin-Reed. For more information on today's guest, check out the description below. If you have a story about making a change in your life and want to tell it, head over to my website today and apply at h2hcoaching.co. Thanks again, and see you here next time.